I've been doing marketing for a long time. I've been on the other side of the table as well, and I've spent lots of money with radio. I will have to admit, I've never, ever once had a radio person come in with a printed Google Analytics sheet. Like, and I would be impressed. I would be super impressed if that was the case. Um, I'm just, and, and, and I bet you, you probably are one of those people that would come in and say, hey, look, look at the organic lift, you know? And, and, mm-hmm. I, think, and I think that's actually a good, a, a really fair strategy. It's something that, you know, for the people also that are watching or listening to this and that are continuing to do uh, radio, there needs to be some type of engagement. We need to have something there. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Coffee with Jason podcast. On today's episode, Jason is jamming with Jessica Rosenberg. They'll be chatting about how and where to spend your ad dollars. Broadcast, print, digital, social. Grab your closers coffee and get all the answers here with your host, Jason Harris. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. For freshly brewed discussion on automotive sales and marketing, this is Coffee with Jason. The Coffee with Jason podcast is sponsored by Closer's Coffee. For that full-bodied, rich, sweet flavor with a bright acidity. Drink Closer's Coffee, stay caffeinated, and keep on closing. Find out more at closerscoffee.ca. Hey, hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions. Hey, thanks for joining me in another episode of Coffee with Jason. Where's my coffee? Oh, yeah, there it is. All right. Today, today I have my guests. Um, sorry, I'll let you introduce yourself because I don't because I, I was just going to say your title. I'm going to wait a second. I actually don't remember it. So, Jessica, if you can just uh, give us a little background about yourself, how you kind of got started in the industry, and then we'll just dump, we'll, we'll dive right into uh, strategy. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Jason. I'm super excited to do this with you today. Um, I'm with uh, the Jim Pattison Broadcast Group. So uh, we have two stations here in the Winnipeg market. Well, there's many stations across Western Canada, but the ones that I work with are QX104 and 94.3 The Drive. And essentially what I do is I'm a radio and digital strategist here. So I help a multitude of clients and businesses with their radio and helping them grow their businesses through the use of radio and digital. Cool. Cool. Now, uh, we were talking a little bit off camera about how you kind of got started in the industry. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, tell me a little bit how, how you got started. Uh, well, to be perfectly honest, I'm second generation, which um, my mother has been, uh, you know, my guiding light, I guess, in terms of inspiring me to get into this business. Um, when I was younger, she would always tote me around from live on location to live on location. And, uh, you know, she would share her experiences with her clients and talk to us about how she helped one client grow their business or what their results were like. And so when I became old enough, she told me that I would be great for radio and I totally did not believe her. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not for me. Um, but you know, the one thing I really loved about, I do love about radio is helping people. Like that is mm-hmm. totally the best part about this business. It's so rewarding to talk to people about their challenges and find out what their goals are and then get them there. Like that is just uh, such a good feeling to, to get them where they need to go. And that's cool. And that's something that we actually have in common. Now, the one thing we don't have in common, and a lot of reasons why we're actually doing this video, which I think is great, is that I actually posted something about how I didn't like radio. And, <laughs> and you called me out on it. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, those are the type of conversations that need to be had. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, look, I, I, I got no problem admitting I do have a lot of clients that will still use radio and they'll continue to use radio. Um, but if they are going to continue to use radio, I would like them to at least do it properly properly. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, if we want to, let's jump right into, you know, strategically, how do you see some dealerships that are using this the right way and some that are using this the wrong way in your opinion? Yeah, no, and that's such a great question. And I think what we're finding right now with uh, dealers is you guys have gotten so super comfortable with your co-op dollars. Mm, yeah, Uber unfortunately. Your- <laughs> 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 and which, I mean, makes sense. Like you, you, it supports a good portion of your advertising. So that means you can do more. Um, however, what's coming down now is that you're only advertising transactional campaigns, right? Mm-hmm. You're only really getting the opportunity to talk about Uh, that brand that you're selling and how you have the best deal of the month and how, you know, you can do 0% down and 0% financing. And, you know, you, you go for the gimmick, which, um, you know, it's almost like everyone's become so super trained on waiting for the gimmick. Right. So, and you've talked about this a lot. I've seen in some of your other, um, you know, your other videos where you're talking about, uh, you know, telling people why they should work with you and what the experience is going to be. And, you know, our team really works hard with our clients and especially with the auto dealers to try to get them more comfortable with talking about the why. Like, why should your customers be shopping with you? What makes you different over everybody else? And how do we get that message out there and do it consistently? Um, Consistent is the key, right? And that's what I'm always mm -hmm. telling people is that, you know, when we're changing these messages, I mean, it's like, you know, one month you got a radio spot out that says this, and then literally Mm -hmm. you're changing that radio spot again the next week. And then again, after that, and again, after that, I'm sure you probably run into this all the time. (laughs) You're nailing it down. (laughs) If we (laughs) we don't create a message and at least have that message out there at a frequency level, that's going to give time for it to percolate and Mm -hmm. for people to actually recognize it, then literally we're just, you know, shooting blindfolded in the dark, you know, hoping that this message is going to reach that person. So I'm curious because, um, you know, we focus a lot of our digital efforts and we do, we kind of optimize for reach and frequency. Mm -hmm. I imagine you guys have to be, have to be doing the exact same thing on the radio side. Yes, you do. And, you know, especially when we're dealing with people who want to try radio, and this is always the fun sentence with new people or people that maybe have gotten away from it. They always use the the words, I want to try it, right? And what they're not prepared for is the longevity of trying it. Um, You know, uh, the best, I think the best thing that one of my coworkers ever said, it's kind of like taking off on an airplane, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going to start putting you, you know, you got the pilot up there, he's got his foot on the gas pedal and he's trying to get the speed to go to get you to lift off. And then if at any point in time you take your foot off the gas pedal, well, guess what? You're not going up. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's not going to work for you. Yeah. And nobody, it, it just seems like sometimes people aren't patient enough to wait for the plane to get off the ground before they start going, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you know, it's, it, this is just too frightening for me. Get me off the plane. So um, what we're trying to get our clients to understand is when you're doing a branding campaign, you need to sit in for minimum six months. Okay. That's what you're telling them. Six months. Six to 12 months to get the results you're looking for. And, you know, from a traditional standpoint, how did everybody ever talk about results? Like, how do <laughs> you measure true. results, right? Like you would maybe say, what, oh, it feels busier in here today? Well, that's always the hard part, right? I mean, look, this is for, you know, digital medium uh, or any type of traditional medium, that's always been the hardest part. I mean, Mm -hmm. how easy would it be if someone walked through the door and said, Hey, I want to test drive that car today. I saw this amazing Google ad and Mm -hmm. you know, it's the reason I came in, you know, 
to your mm-hmm. same with you guys, right? It's, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, wouldn't you love if a customer walked through the door and say, hey, I heard this radio spot. It's absolutely amazing. Can I buy the car right now? <laughs> and, you know, we still sometimes do get that, which is amazing to hear. We love hearing that feedback when someone actually walks in and says, yeah, I heard you out on the radio. Um, and, you know, some people, um, when they're pegged with the question, you know, where did you hear about us? They, they almost squirrel, right? They're like, uh, I don't really know. Uh, and then they pick something, right? Whatever comes top to mind, TV. And you're like, oh, I'm going to actually have a TV ad. So <laughs> I'll take it. Well, it's it's true, right? I mean, the, you know, the average consumer has an, at least, if not more, 18 plus sources, mm-hmm. right? That they're Absolutely. using, that, that they're going to or consuming, right? During that path to purchase a vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, so who knows, you know, which one is going to come to first mind? You know, that's why I usually when I see those uh, source reports, almost 50% mm-hmm. of the sources just say the location. Right. That was and just your location. I was just driving by. So I love that. I love that. Oh, I love, yeah. I love that location source, right? Like, it's like, oh, so you were just leaving Ikea and you just, <laughs> so you just drove down the street. You're like, holy crap, there's a Nissan store. Thank God. <laughs> I um, you know, I, I just got finished <laughs> buying, you know, that dresser Ikea. I need a new car. Let's stop and get a new car. Good thing we had our meal at Ikea so we can afford the payments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no, and it's it's very confusing. And I mean, for you, especially like when you're talking about data for digital analytics and being able to take all of your digital aspects and track all of your campaigns, right? Because you can yeah. see that from start to finish, right? So you, I can see that you are a super analytical guy where you would want to see numbers reflect back and report to you to show you results on a campaign in order for you to truly believe on it. So- well, I think I think what we're looking for at the end of the day is engagement. You know, um, I, I don't believe that it's one single source that's ever going to drive someone through my door. You know, like I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I, but what I'm looking for is how all these multiple sources, all right, and how well do customers engage with those sources? Because then from a dealership's perspective, and I've been on the other side of the table, right, um, you know, allows me to come back and say, oh, okay, you know, I'll continue to invest. You know, there's one thing that you'll find mm-hmm. consistent with dealerships all over the place is that when they see it working, they'll continue, they'll, they'll continue, they'll continue, they'll spend more money. They, it's not that mm-hmm. they won't spend the money. They just, have, there's something that they have to grab onto. So what do you say to customers? Cause I'm obviously it's gotta be a pretty common question for you. What, mm-hmm. what do you say to them when, when they ask you that? It's going to be into your Google analytics. Okay. And, and the reason why that is, is because now you have an opportunity to see the snapshot of the before and during and after a campaign, right? You already know how people are finding you. You know how they're coming to your website, whether they're organically Google searching you or yes. if they are, you know, somehow they've memorized your website, which I'm sorry, they don't, they don't do that. They, they Google you. That's legitimately 71% of all consumers start their shopping journeys online with a search engine. So you're looking for an organic lift. Exactly that. Okay, so, that's cool. So if someone's going to, instead of typing in, you know, uh, say I'm looking for a car, Winnipeg, instead of, I'm going to use Winnipeg because I'm here, but instead of typing in, you know, cars for sale, Winnipeg, now what radio does is it actually gets somebody to enter in the name of your business into that Google search engine. Yes. And now you should, on average, in a radio campaign, see a 30% lift of your organic Google search activity. Is that that common? Because that sounds like a lot. 30% 30%, 30% organic lift is quite a bit. And we've had some pretty, um, like in getting off topic from auto dealers, like we've had some really crazy categories come and advertise with us. <laughs> in, like through this tracking method where we've said to them, can you please share with us your Google Analytics? 
and they've seen this lift in their Google, it's there. Like it, the people come to your website and they want to learn more. Um, and that's where kind of things get a little convoluted, right? Like you have to remember what radio does. Like yep. I was with the funnel, like we fill in the top of your funnel. So if you don't have the right steps in your website to get them down through the funnel, then you've lost your lead. That's, that's very true. Now I, I love getting sidetracked sometimes. So I'm actually <laughs> curious because you, you said there, there have been some very interesting ones. So what, what is mm. the most interesting company that's come to you in one <sighs> of your radio campaigns? I want to know. No, this is a great question. And probably the most interesting one that I have to say that we've dealt with um, as a group together was we had actually, um, it was a recovery center that deals with addictions. Oh, okay. And they, they were definitely, um, I would say skeptical in terms of they wanted this to work. It had to work. There had to be a measurable, like they needed to get someone down through the very end of the funnel and they had to mm-hmm. have sign up in order for them to justify their radio ad campaign. And we kept telling them like, you need to wait this out. And it wasn't just running the frequency and the duration of the campaign. We also insisted that we work with them on the message, right? Because the message and the frequency and the consistency, all three of those things have to be right to make this work for your business. Sure. If you miss any of those and you're disconnected at any point in time and there's no thought behind your message and what you're trying to portray to people, it's it's just basically like you said earlier, where you're just kind of shooting blanks at nothing and hoping that it's going to stick to the wall, right? Yep. So we worked with them from top to bottom. Um, by the eight week mark, they're sitting back and they're biting their nails and they're going, uh, we just haven't <laughs> transitioned anything. And, you know, funny enough, we actually went through their digital aspect with them as well. And we said, you know, maybe if you made these changes to your website, mm-hmm. going to help get them through the rest of that funnel because you're probably losing them somewhere. And turns out that's exactly what was happening. They didn't have, they had too much going on. They had too much information. There was no clear next step for the people coming in to take a look at their website. There wasn't a clear defined path within the website. Now I do, exactly. I, do I do have to make a comment though, because I've, I've been doing marketing for a long time. I've been on the other side of the table as well. And I've spent lots of money with radio. I will have to admit, I've never ever once had a radio person come in with a printed Google analytics sheet. Like, and I would be impressed. I would be super impressed if that was the case. Um, I'm just, and, and, and I bet you, you probably are one of those people that would come in and say, hey, look, look at the organic lift, you know? And, and, mm-hmm. I, think, and I think that's actually a good, a, a really fair strategy. It's something that, you know, for the people also that are watching or listening to this and that are continuing to do uh, radio, there needs to be some type of engagement. We need to have something there. I would, yeah, I think that's, we should stop to say that's a great piece of advice for anybody out there that's doing radio is ask, you know, work with your rep, all right, Mm -hmm. and carve out this report and see where this lift is. Now, do you typically see the lift? Is Is the lift pretty immediate when it airs or is it within a few days or a few hours after the spot you know, get sent out? Ooh. When do you normally see a Such a great question. We actually, um, because of the longevity of radio, I don't think mm-hmm. we've really ever taken the chance out to look at somebody and say, hey, the very next day, I want you to send me your Google Analytics so I can look at it to see if someone's come to you. Uh, we usually give it a good couple of months before we want to see analytics from somebody okay. because we, we don't want to set that expectation that, hey, it's going to drive people there ASAP. People need to hear ads a certain number of times before, like, For to sure. kind of keep them oh, in yeah. the position of decision making. And, um, you know, because the first time they hear it, they're like, oh, what is this? And then the second time they hear it, they're like, oh, what of it? Like, does this really mean anything to me? And then the third time they hear it, that's when they 
maintain that position of, am I going to buy this today? Yes or no. Yeah. And we do the same thing on the ad side, right? Like it's like, we, we know exactly how many, you know, on average, how many ads we have to present to that individual until they actually mm-hmm. take action. And then very seldom we ever take action or very small percentage of them take action the first time that they hear it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have multiple levels of frequency that we have to go through either awareness message or an interest level message or a, a hardcore remarketing message. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to your point, I think that you kind of mentioned earlier is that dealerships are looking at this as being a bottom on the funnel filler. They are. And, yeah. and, and it's not like it, it really isn't. It's more of a top of the funnel filler. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I correct in saying that? It is correct. And you know, it's kind of funny because like the last, um, last month I did have an auto dealer come back to me and he was telling me how many units he sold based on his tracking efforts through our stations. Um, Okay. Yeah. Which I was kind of like, Oh, fascinating. Tell me more because you know, it's really hard to get um, your staff to collaborate and actually um, I sometimes find like ask the right questions or even Mm -hmm. ask the question of how people came to get you. Um, You know, some people, like I said earlier, you kind of get ambushed with that question of, well, how did you hear of us? Right. Um, (laughs) But I mean, sometimes the better question is, you know, what media are you consuming and how are you consuming it? Yep. You know, if you said to somebody, oh, can you tell me what radio stations you listen to? And then they say, oh, well, I listen to like for SBQX 104. Uh, then you're like, okay, great. Well, I think I found a lead of somebody who actually purchased a vehicle from me. And now I can track that as a hardcore, yes, I made a sale, right? So, so you can, again, the holistic approach kind of saying, mm-hmm. okay, at least that, you know, they, they do actively listen to the radio station that we were putting the piece out there. So mm-hmm. we can say that it, it could have been possibly, you know, one of those sources that attribute to it and, and see for me, that's where I always get caught up. The, the, mm-hmm. It's possible. It's just not really well known that it was, you know, and that's where with right. the girl, it's like you click or you didn't click, you watch right. the video or you didn't watch the video. And you know, that's so easy, so easy to see. Well, especially when you like those analytics and just, and I, and just quick note to that, um, like with the, like when you say that, the funny part about radio is, is that like based on the data that we have is that a user is 160% more likely to click on a digital ad when they've heard a radio ad three times. I agree with that. I actually, I I could totally see how that's the case, right? It's just like, um, but I think what it is, is is what we're saying here is that dealers, this is really a, a, a top level awareness you know, type message. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when your creative is 0% financing, huge discounts, (laughs) you know, that it's, that's not really, that's not top of the funnel. That's not an awareness level style message. Mm -hmm. That is a, that is a bottom on the funnel, you know, and and they'll usually do right now this weekend only, only this weekend is the only weekend you can buy a car. People in as fast as possible. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, like the question I have for you guys is, do you like, are you setting aside a goal? Cause you guys are always month to month, right? Month to month. What are we doing? Well, the deal as an industry, we unfortunately do fall into this mad dash from the first to the end of the month. Yes. (laughs) Right. Right. And then, and then, you know, you're off for like a week because you're waiting to hear what your next set of deals are before you can actually So now you're all quiet at the same time. Nobody's talking to anybody for the first week of every month. And then you go into this mad scramble it just kind of feels like, like from a marketing perspective, it just makes me want to kind of almost grab my hair and pull it out just a little bit because it's like you have all this really great opportunity to be telling people why they should be doing business with you. And yeah. you need to look at it from a whole year perspective. This is not a, 
Um, you know, I'm going to do it for a month or two and then go back to co-op because I'm panicking and I have to sell units today. Like you legitimately, like you said, top of the funnel, you have to start thinking about yeah. what do I want my top of the funnel message to be about? Let your digital, let your website, let your digital ads do the, um, and, you know, and let national take care of what the deal of the month is. Everybody, yeah, the deal, the deal of the month is the deal of the month. It is what it right. is, right? I know I can walk into your store and I can get the best deal at any time whenever I feel like shopping or when my car breaks down and I'm forced to shop, right? But wait, it's only this weekend. I mean, it's, only this weekend. On. it's only yeah. this weekend. It's only this weekend. Black Friday is coming up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I love about Black Friday because it's such a good one? It's like we had Black Friday that turned into Black Weekend. This somehow turned into Black, <laughs> to Black. You know, we, and it's like, you know, now we're just going to have a quarter. We're just going to call this, this is the whole quarter. It's just a Black quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Up here in Canada, we, we, we uh, Black Friday is not as big up here in Canada. It's, uh, uh, of course, we have um, a Boxing Day, right? But that's been the exact same thing, right? It's just we have... Well, Black well, Friday is becoming the new Boxing Day, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, uh, bottom line is dealerships. You got to think of this. You got to think at top line awareness messages, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. I'm sure that you've probably seen some good examples of what kind of that top of the funnel awareness mm-hmm. level message is. Can you share me of what you've seen to be some of the best practices in creating that message? Right. Well, and you know, for us, the best practice has been really taking time out to meet with our clients. Like we are, it's not the same and radio shouldn't be the same. Like people shouldn't be buying radio where they just buy a set amount of spots and then try to decide what the heck they're going to say after they've bought the spots. Right. (laughs) It, It kind of ends up being one of these things where you're kind of running the gamut of just guesswork and there's no thought or planning to it. So what has been the best successful practice for us has been to take an hour or like, whatever it takes, usually about an hour, but we're diving into our clients and asking them very pointed questions to figure out, you know, it's almost like going to the optometrist, right? Mm -hmm. You almost kind of go, you sit down in front of them and they put different lenses in front of you and they're like, oh, A or B, B or C. And we're trying to figure out and dive down into why are people buying with you? Mm -hmm. What is your why? What value do you bring to your customers that are making them choose you over your competitors? And now we as a team are trying to bridge the gap between what it is that you're trying to say to your customers, because sometimes you guys get all cut up in features Yep. and we're trying to get you back over to the benefits and the results and speak to your audience in a way that they will react to it. So this is how we design campaigns. Like this is a uh-huh. huge step for us to sit down with people and go, okay, uh, you know, cause I just sometimes feel that, Um, And then it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you get so caught up in your own internal things going on and you know all the wonderful reasons why people should be shopping with you, but you just don't know how to tell people. Sure. And that's important. I mean, that is the message that has to, has to go up there. Right. Mm -hmm. Plus the other cool thing too, is that's a little bit of a broader message, right? Mm -hmm. When we think of the lower funnel, 0% financing or huge cash discounts. Okay. Let's just use, actually let's use huge cash discounts as an example. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, For, for certain audiences, that's going to be appealing. All right. Big, big five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar discount. That can be appealing mm-hmm. to 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 certain people. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then a finance offer could be more appealing to a certain audience, or maybe a, a younger audience would rather hear a leasing offer, you know, a short term where they can have the car for a couple of years and then bring it back to them, right? This the fact that we right. kind of put all of our eggs into this one message and assume this one message is going to be relevant mm-hmm. to every single person out there is just it's kind of ridiculous and really not fair, you know, right. to the people we're targeting out there. But to your point, if we focus more on that, 
a top line awareness level message, that message can be much more relevant to a broader audience, right? Right. And I mean, like for you, that could be something more along lines of like, let's talk about the shopping experience here. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm in a rush to buy a car because I don't have a week to be out of one while I go from dealership to dealership to dealership while I spend an hour trying to do a test drive and then fill out the paperwork and then figure out what my payments are going to be like, that's, it's a very, it's a very long and tiring method for somebody who needs a car very quickly, right? So maybe you guys have come up with a solution and maybe you're going to make this a quicker experience for me because I'm a millennial and I don't have lots of time. (laughs) Uh, True story. Um, But, you know, or maybe like you said, you're talking to um, somebody who just had a really poor experience at the last dealership and they don't want to repeat that. Yes. You know, like, or maybe it's a matter of you're trying to talk to somebody who just wants to feel a certain way when they're driving their car. Uh, you know, when winter hits, uh, like personally, I have a four by four. Um, I want to make sure that if I have to, you know, cross over traffic on slippery road day, um, that when I press uh, on my gas, that I'm actually going to get somewhere rather than hanging out in the middle of of traffic right that's never fun what do you drive just <laughs> i have a, a jeep cherokee awesome oh you look you sound so disappointed <laughs> no <laughs> no jeep cherokee. You know, actually i you know jeep talk about a good story actually this is what we're talking about right so good stories mm-hmm. good messages i mean uh it's not a wrangler at least it's not a wrangler right i mean you know let's talk about one of the cars one of the worst cars ever built you know i mean if you if you've ever been in a wrangler recently you, you drive down the highway at about 120 110 kilometers an hour and the hood does this Ooh. You know, and, and I remember mm-hmm. I was, I was with a buddy of mine, literally it's a brand new Jeep, 2019, brand new Jeep. And I'm like, dude, there's something wrong with your hood. He's like, nah, man, it's a Jeep. <laughs> it's I'm like, just the way what? You know, like, and then of course, you know, there's like, very, it, it's so loud in the truck. It's amazing. You can barely have a conversation with someone. He's like, yeah, we just turn up the radio. Um, but, oh, but the story behind Jeep and the heritage, mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that, that will live and die and breathe and bleed Jeep. Right. You know, so talk about right. just consistency of a message. Jeep has done a phenomenal uh, job of consistently at that high level. All right. Mm-hmm. Just making people aware. I mean, I think a lot of people are aware of the history of Jeep, even though they probably don't even own one. Right. And well, I mean, and like you said, it's very well branded in terms of just being that whole all terrain. I can get you anywhere you want to go yep. kind of feel to it. Right. Um, but like, you know, when I start thinking about like what you asked earlier about, like, how are you going to kind of start like, I guess it comes down to like relating to your customer and to your yeah. driver. Like, why do they want those features in particular? Like I want it cause I have two kids. I want to get across the road safely without causing an accident. Yeah. Like that's, that's why I liked having four by four. I still, I don't think I'll ever get out of a vehicle that doesn't have all wheel drive. That's just me personally, but like start thinking about like, who are you legitimately talking to? Like, are you talking to moms with kids who just can't bring herself to get into a minivan? Right. Yeah. No, no, no. A hundred percent. It's like, how do you communicate, you know, to them? I, I, you know, I was thinking about this because we're still thinking about Jeeps. It's like, um, you know, you'll see people out there wearing Jeep hats and Jeep jackets, mm-hmm. right? The lifestyle. No, exactly. You don't see anybody out there wearing ABC motor jackets no. or ABC motors hats or anything like that, except I did the other day. So here's what oh, I, you did. Okay. Oh, did. So I was, <laughs> I'm sitting there, I was filling up gas and um, I have an orange car. It's pretty bright, obviously. You know, oh, I, that color I really like orange. Me. Does that surprise yeah. you? No, I got an orange car. Okay. 
the guy pulls up in, in a yellow Porsche. And of course we have two bright colors. We're like, ah, oh, you know, but there's always a reason. Someone's going to buy something that bright. There's got to be a reason behind it. So I sat there and I was asking and I noticed on his jacket, it said FAF, which is a big automotive group out here. Um, and so I said FAF. So I started talking to him like he's in the business. Oh, you know, how was your month? You know, how are things going? I assumed he worked at the dealership, right? Mm-hmm. He, he literally got about five, six minutes into the conversation. He kind of looks at me and goes, you think I work at the dealership, don't you? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously you got the jacket on, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, no, he doesn't. He wasn't, he actually was someone who bought the car from the dealership, but he was so happy with the experience and what the brand, um, the brand is about that he proudly wants to wear his wow. FAF jacket. I was, I was super, super impressed by that, but that's kind of what we're talking about, right? Like what mm-hmm. kind of story can your dealership create to the point where it has that type of brand loyalty that's right. only willing to actually wear a jacket out there with your name on it? Yeah. And you legitimately have to step away from the co-op. You oh, yeah. have to, you have to step away from it. Yeah. it. It's, it's legitimately time. Like you guys have spent decades, decades doing these transactional campaigns. I mean, and, and to no fault of your own, it's, it's just what worked at the time. Right. And if you, you need to take a step back and start figuring out what experience do people want from us mm-hmm. in our industry? Because there's just been so many other things that have convoluted, I think, the experience sometimes for some people that if you can't start narrowing down what makes your dealership experience better than all the rest and get that message out there to mm-hmm. people and, just, you know, even starting start from top to bottom, you know, start, start with your people that are in your showroom, like ask them, like, you know, what are people talking about when they come in here? Are they, are they sharing their experiences? And I mean, your, your sales guys have it rough. Like they really do. Like they got to build a relationship with somebody and get them into a car that they think they may like in zero to 60 seconds flat. Like it's, it's such a quick, yeah. And you know, and, and, but from a marketing perspective, it's almost like you have to be willing to open up and figure out, you know, what is it that, um, what's the challenge that my client is facing when they are going through the purchasing journey mm-hmm. and how do I obliterate this challenge, make life easier for them and, uh, you know, find somebody who, I guess I say, find somebody in marketing who knows how to relay this to people. Cause well, it's, it's defining what message is actually relevant to the mm-hmm. damn person, you know, it, um, yes. You know, if I hear one more radio spot or see one more ad out there about how the company is family owned and has been locally operated for the last 30, 35 or 45 years, I'm going to lose my shit. Oh like my gosh. And nobody cares. Like, and it, it's such a hard cares. thing to say. It's so true. Nobody cares. They don't care. They don't care who's managing it. I mean, yeah, maybe your friends will. Like if your friends are going to come buy a car from you and they need to know your name, that you're there or where you're at. Cause we still do get that. We still get general managers who want to voice the spots and say, hi, I'm so-and-so from here and there. Yeah. And it's, you know, from a marketing perspective, it's kind of almost disheartening. Cause you're like, Oh, how many people really care about who's sitting in that big chair? You know, at one point in time, I think it did hold some weight. You know, it was, it was mm-hmm. a message that people, you know, would say instead of, instead of going to the big box retailer, I can go to a family owned business, you know? So, right. you know, there, there was probably at one point in time, a generation and within marketing, you know, it, it was a, it was a message that, that, um, that was relevant to people and people actually cared about, but you know, uh, messages get overused and mm-hmm. it's a message that I think has just been insanely overused the same as big discounts and low interest rates. I mean, mm-hmm. who the hell doesn't have big discounts and low interest rates anymore? I mean, it's, right. 
That's like you saying would, you have free parking. Like everybody. Yeah, free Wi-Fi. I actually heard that the other day on a radio spot talking <laughs> from a dealership as one of the points for them coming in to service their car was the fact that the dealership had free Wi-Fi. I was like, holy shit. Wow. I want to go yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I totally need to not use up my data so I can have my car fixed. Um, <laughs> but we got we to is... dig deeper, right? To your point, right. we, we, we got to dig deeper. And what it sounds like, and it's cool. I'm so glad we're having this conversation because mm-hmm. I think I see the same thing in, it sounds like in digital and also in radio, all right? There are definitely differences in reps. There's differences in which companies you work with. Look, mm-hmm. there, there are digital companies out there that will gladly take your 0% you know, offering and your huge cash discount, cut that into a little display ad and pop it out there. Mm-hmm. No, diff- no different than on the radio, just yelling it out there, you know, with very little care or thought about, you know, what makes the dealership unique, you know? So I think it's going to be for the, for people that are listening, watching this, it's just you guys, if you can hear the difference here, there's, you know, right. you know, me and Jessica may not necessarily agree actually on the, on the, the type of medium that we use. I mean, I'll never mm-hmm. sell radio, <laughs> it's, you know, but but at the end of the day, it still comes down to the strategy and there's difference mm-hmm. in quality of strategy, different quality in the message. I mean, you guys clearly care. If you're going to sit down and work with a client, you guys care about what makes them unique. We like to operate kind of like a mini agency, but without the cost, really, what it comes oh, yeah. down to. But I mean, in the end, like if it's not working for a client, then I mean, obviously they're not going to come back, right? And True. I just, the last thing, and again, coming back to like what I find rewarding is, Uh, the last thing I want to see is you pour a ton of investment dollars into a campaign. That's not going to work. The hardest part of my job too, sometimes is becoming a yes man, so to speak, right? Like you have people who come and they're like, Oh, I want to put this ad out. And you're like, okay. And you do hesitation because you're kind of locked into needing to just do what they're asking you to do, but then trying to educate people at the same time and just say, well, why don't we take a different focus and tactic? Because you're telling me that you have this goal of, these people you want to reach, but you know, maybe if we start baiting our hook with a worm instead of the peanut butter sandwich that we ate for lunch, (laughs) we're probably more likely going to get these people to actually, um, you know, engage with us and start moving down through our sales funnel because we're actually getting them with something that they actually want. So it's, if you can start removing that, again, that feature based, Mm-hmm. it's all about me, 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 me. Like you have to get out of that mindset and start thinking like, what is my customer thinking? What's going on in their head? Why are they shopping with us? What, like, what do they want out of this transaction when it's all said and done? And how do I provide that to them? And you know, the cool thing about radio is it's kind of like word of mouth on steroids. You get yep. the chance to, you have 30 seconds and like, you don't need to keep that message for the rest of your life. Like there's a lot of flexibility there. Um, just not every month for just three weeks of the month, but just, you get my point. Um, but it's just, you know, you have an opportunity to start setting up your brand and giving people the expectation of what you're about through radio before they get to that position of interacting with you. Which- well, it's, it's defining their why. Okay. So that's actually where I want to go a little deeper into right now, because I think um, a lot of maybe reps that are listening to this, or maybe a lot of the dealers or dealerships managers that are listening to this is going, okay, you guys kind of keep, you guys are consistent. You guys are totally on par right now, as far as, you know, defining what your why is and making that your real top funnel message. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, how, how, how do you do it? I'll ask, I'll ask you first, how do you help the dealership define, you know, what their why is? Right. And that's a really good question because sometimes even when we get to that question and we ask people these 
you know, we, we start going into the, you know, the unique sales proposition and trying to figure out like what makes you stand out above everybody else. Um, you know, it's, it's a big, deep series of questions. And this is going to sound so vague to you because you're going to be like, well, like you're not narrowing this down for me. Um, That's okay. That's okay. I can throw more into it. Let's go. No, no, this is, <laughs> but it's, it, it literally just comes down to, and every person is so completely unique that when we start asking these series of questions, what's really important to one person and what becomes what they need to talk about can completely be different from somebody else mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. there's no right question for us to come in and say there's a one-size-fits-all questionnaire that people need to have in order to get down to this um but funny enough and i wish i had wrote it down this morning i was actually listening to a podcast on um entree leadership that have been mine no i'm just kidding anyways yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh they actually were talking about that there are forms that you can find that will help you find your why. And I'm so, gonna- so I'll, I'll, I'll jump in real quick because I, I do mm-hmm. spend a lot of time this, right? I mean, because I've been on both sides of the table of vendor and dealer, you know, it, it's, um, you know, I take very kind of an operational approach from it. So when we think of an operational approach, here's how I recommend to reps and agencies and vendors and managers to how to really kind of define their why is you first need to define your how how do you do it? How do you sell a car? How do you deliver a car? How do you check a car in for service? All right. How does that car then get checked out for service? All right. You know, the other day I was talking with a uh, dealership and every car that leaves for service gets a little thank you card and a bag of Skittles, mm. right? A bag so of like, Skittles. A bag of Skittles. A bag of Skittles. <laughs> a bag, and I think they switch it up. That's I think they switch it up. Though. But they don't do chocolate. I know that because he did tell me one time they were giving away chocolate and it just turned into a hot melted mess on the dashboard. Oh, yeah. Winter um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> um, so, so then I heard this. I'm like, well, that's unique. Mm-hmm. Let's deep dive into that. Why do why you did do you give that away? Yeah. You know, why yeah. do you do it that way? Right. Okay. I understand how you right. do it. That's super cool. That's different. Not a mm-hmm. lot of people do it that way. All right. But why do you do it that way? You know, and then we started, you know, then I, of course I had to push a little harder, right? You know, well, because mm-hmm. you know, we've kind of always done it that way. Okay, let's go a little farther. Let's get a little deeper. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and it really, what ended up was, is that when they, when the customer left, all right, they just wanted the customer to have a moment of something sweet and something that would bring a smile to them face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with a little personalized note, you know, I think they actually said something, 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 hope you taste the rainbow, you know, just, mm-hmm. it's just to get the person to laugh or giggle or something like that, because they wanted their, the last, the, the last contact that they had with the dealership during the time they were servicing the car to be a memorable, but a smiling faced one. And I'm like, okay, Hey, look, we're getting somewhere. I mean, you guys are intentionally doing things to make people smile. All right. You want them to be happy. This is why you do it. He goes, yeah, that's why we do. We want them to be happy. Okay. That's cool. We can work with this. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but if we don't know the, if we don't go through the whole list of how they do business, it gets real Mm -hmm. hard for us to figure out why they do it. So that's the best advice I can give to anybody out there. That's looking to try to help define the why is that you keep asking, you know, how do you sell a car? How do you deliver the car? You know, how do you, how do you present the keys? You know, how do you, how do you present the payment? How do you, you know, you're going to find what, something in there will be, will catch you off guard and you'll go, well, that's different. Right. right. Now you got to tell me why you're doing it that way. Well, and that's, and that's the hard part too. I think sometimes is that we all get caught up in the day to day, right? Like, yes. And sometimes it's almost like some businesses need to be reminded and the staff need to be reminded about the why is. Mm. 
right? Because I mean, and you've talked about this before with processes, like if you break the process at any point in time, then it's not, you know, it, you're never going to get what you want to accomplish out of, you know, out of your business. Like if the top down is going, Hey, we have this really great such and such, and we do this. And then the people in the middle just aren't participating in that. Then you have a big, deep disconnect. Um, but you know what, like, uh, it's just so interesting working with different clients and trying to discover what sets them apart. Cause when you have these conversations with people, the answer is never the same. No, it's, it's totally different. I mean, I, if, if I never asked this dealership how they service a car, how they finish servicing, I would have never known that they actually did handwritten notes with bags of Skittles. You right. know? Like, yeah, no. And that's super unique. And I think it's cool to say like, uh, like my, when you said that, it just reminded me of like Maya Angelou. Right. And she says, it's not, yeah. you say to somebody and it's not what you did. It's how you made them feel. Yes. It's the how, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So right. I, I think, I think as, as reps or as vendors, all right, the better we understand our clients house, all right, it's easier for us to identify why they do it the way that they do it. Right. Right. And I mean, and, and, and just to kind of back up the truck for half a second too, just because no pun intended, this, this, this comes by naturally uh, legit. No, that's, that's the great part about just having these conversations. We get to yeah. do this stuff. Oh yeah. No. And I just, just want to bring it back really quickly because when you, when you start talking about your why, and this is something I want to connect back to again, right? Because, because we're now digging back into the why of the dealership, which is so super important, but still need to remember the why of the customer. Oh, good point. The why of the customer. Because if you keep forgetting about what your customer is in there for or what they need, you're still going to have that disconnect. Very true. Okay. So we, we do dig into the why of clients and try to figure out what they're all about. But you always need to bring it back to the, well, what does that mean to the person who's listening to this ad? Or what does that mean to this person who's coming in to buy from your dealership? So it's, it's kind of that turnkey you always have to remember Oh, 100%. It has to be for them, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'll give you a quick example. Um, website forms, all right, form fills on the website are down like year over year over year no, over year. Like just, 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 you know, and, and for, for many, many different reasons. But I find for one of the biggest reasons is that we've never actually identified the benefit of why the hell someone should fill out a form to come test drive mm -hmm. a car with us. You know, we, we want the customer to do it, right? But we've never spent the time to actually identify what the hell happens or what is the benefit, you know, for the customer to come test drive a car. So let's say, you know, if um, I can see this totally as a radio spot, right? You know, when you schedule your test drive with us, you know, we roll out that red carpet, right? That vehicle will be saved and reserved for you for a two hour period in which you've identified. All right. We'll right. make sure the car is warmed up and up front, wait for you with your name in it. And in that form, we'd love to put, and we'd love for you to fill out and tell us how you like to take your coffee, because when you get here, we're going to have one for you sitting in the car when you get here. So, and that tells me that, that, that is like, you are setting the standard for the fact that your uh, dealership is always going to make somebody feel like they are, um, like they're high class. Yeah. We're going to roll out that red carpet, you know, right, to, but we right. actually have to do it. That's the point. Well, yeah. <laughs> I would be, that'd be super cool. You need to like almost take videos of people who like the looks on their faces as the red carpet's rolling out of the car and they put a step in. Right. right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and for them, you might be saying, not only are we going to treat you high class, but we're going to save you time. 
Yes. We're gonna make this, we're gonna make you comfortable. Like it's, it's experience and time. That's what customer wants, right? Mm-hmm. It's experience and time because it is so very time consuming to buy. Anyways, in my experience, I found it time consuming, but um, you know, but at the same time, it's uh, you know, anyone who's had a negative experience in shopping before for a vehicle, like, and it could just be, it's amazing how it can be just for anything. But, you know, if you can set that feeling of, we're going to change it up, like, this is a completely new experience. Let us start fresh from the very beginning. And I see what you're going here. Like you would say, I would track this radio ad by, um, you know, getting someone to go in and fill out a form and give me their information so that I can schedule an appointment for them. And now I know that this has worked. Well, see, I got a full goal and objective, right? So I've defined right. what, the, what the dealership's goal and objective is, right? Their, right. See, their goal and objective is, see, the problem is most people's goal and objectives go straight to the end results. Yep, right? they do. The yep. goal and objective is, I just want to sell cars. Mm, come on, let's, let's back that up, all right? Mm-hmm. Let's identify the efforts that are required to actually get to the point where you can sell a car, all right? And nice. you know how it is, is the more time that we spend on the efforts, the results come. They do, they do. <laughs> but the patience has to be there. Like, you guys have to be ready to dig in and say, I'm going to let this, I'm going to try a different campaign style. I'm going to start telling people why they should shop with me. I'm going to start telling people how I'm going to make their lives better if they do business with me. Um, and then I'm going to sit back and wait for it to work. Yeah, it's that um, you use the analogy of uh, a plane taking off. Mm-hmm. I like to use the analogy of working out, um, which is kind of actually in line Ooh, with your, with your six months. Yes. You know, it's like, I, I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, yes. it ain't going to happen in 30 days. Okay. Mm-hmm. It won't. All right. No. Uh, could it take six months? Actually, probably, you know, probably, it, could, it could easily take three to plus three to six months for me to lose those 20 pounds. But it's that was, that's that routine of me constantly getting up, going to the gym. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, bettering right my foods. efforts. That's right. Eating my right mm-hmm. foods, all that stuff. That's what eventually is going to get to my, you know, my ultimate goal and objective. Right. Yeah. So it, your guys' efforts are no, no different than, than ours. Here's where I think a lot of people get caught up. And this is probably where we start to disagree um, is the cost. Right. So I, I'm all for attention. Love it. I totally embrace it. We're totally aligned as far mm-hmm. as the message. We're completely aligned as far as this is an awareness and we want to dr- bring people in. We show them the why, not necessarily the 0% financing. But then I just start looking at the cost of attention. Right. Where I start to, then this is where I fade. This is where I back off from radio because I'm looking at right now at, you know, um, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, you know, between those three networks, you know, almost 60% of all internet traffic is spent on those three websites. That blows my mind. Like, isn't that crazy to think that almost Uh, 60% of all internet usage is spent on one of these three places? Like it's nuts. But the average cost of me putting a 30 second video all right, in front in front of a potential client is about two to three dollars per thousand impressions. Right. So then then I take a look at at the radio. Now, what is I, I, I hate to say it, don't even know what is the average cost of a radio spot right now? Well, it depends on your market. Okay, of course, really that makes sense. On your market, it depends on if you're in a metro market or um, you know, like Edmonton's pricing on one of our stations that has a huge audience, like probably one of the biggest audiences. Like they're looking at anywhere from ninety dollars for a thirty second ad. For a thirty second ad, yeah. right? But your reach is quite big. Here. Right. Like, and like what's, what's, what's the reach on that, on that $90? Oh spot? my gosh, Jesus. I wish I could remember. I think it's close to about 400 to 500,000 people listening. 400 to 500,000 people. Thousand listeners. Right. Like it's like, that's versus like, say here in Winnipeg where I have a station that is, um, 
I'm doing the math real quick. Well, just if I I'm looking down that, as well. Um, yeah. And in our market here, we're doing $55 a spot for a, for a 30 second ad. And I'm talking like, this is full reach Monday to Sunday, 5am to 1am can't pick and choose your breakfast and, you know, drive home spots. Like it's a full reach schedule. Yeah. So like, and for our market, uh, you know, people might find our station a little too pricey compared to our competitors, but we would reach back and say, well, we actually have a very loyal audience. Yes. We have the only country music station here in Winnipeg. So people don't flip the dial on our station. They just keep listening, right? So your ad dollars go farther. It has more impact. For sure. In fact, actually, now since I do the math, it actually gets our impression levels are almost spot on with each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess the, the, the difference of kind of the next thing where I see, and I'm just kind of listing why I think people stop when Which it comes is, to radio. Right. Right. And yeah. so, so it quite possibly may not necessarily be a, a cost thing, as long as they understand that it is a top line level awareness type mm-hmm. campaign mm-hmm. and that, you know, that may not qualify for co-op dollars. Um, right. The next thing is being able to target them that behavioral, Right. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's probably one of the biggest arguments you probably see people have versus radio versus, versus digital is that there, there is a behavioral element, right? It's, you know, someone went to toyota.ca, all right, and they started to shop a vehicle, and that's why I get to feed up their ads. Um, but in this case, the 400,000 people that are in that targeted space, they, there's only a small percentage of them that are actually going to be in market for a car in the first place, right? Right, right. And so I, what, do, what do you tell the was, clients? Yeah, what do you tell the clients okay. when that's kind of the case? Because you brought that up earlier, and I, I start diving that out by demographic at that point in time, because, I mean, let's be realistic about this. Like, who's actually buying a car? Is it an 18-year-old? Uh, maybe with the help of their parents. Could be. And you know what? Sometimes 18-year-olds actually are the ones that I can actually assist in the car buying process too, right? They're the right. ones that you say, hey, mom and dad, actually, this is a really good car, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, and we we have the numbers like for new car purchases based on adults and age demographic, and it's all bro- broken down. But like for a new car purchase, you're looking at about from the ages of 45 to 74, 63% of car purchases are done by that age demographic. Sure, totally makes sense. Right? They're the ones who so, got money. Right, exactly that. So I think what ends up happening is, um, you know, agency-wise, people get stuck in this adult 25 to 54, or in your case, it's anybody who has a license, right? Like you want everybody and anyone to come in and buy a car from you, when in actuality, the average age, like for here in Winnipeg, the average age of a Winnipegger is 57. Yep. We know that by the time that they hit 45, that they will buy more new cars from 45 up than they will from 45 and under, right? So okay, we- that. that makes sense, yeah. Right, so we're looking at our clients and saying, why are you buying radio stations and spending your money on, um, like there's a tactic for spending money on radio stations that reach a younger demographic. Sure. Versus the tactics it would take to talk to people. And now you can spend, I guess, maybe less money focusing on one radio station and doing it well that actually meets that demographic of people that you know who have that disposable income. So as much as it's 4% of the population at any given time that's in the market for a vehicle, let's start flipping out people that probably won't have the money to buy the vehicle and start focusing on the people that have that purchasing decision-making power that we know are more likely to come in and make that car buy. Well, and those 4%, I mean, when we talk about 4%, how they get that number, by the way, is um, it's an Ontario number. So I don't know exactly what it is out where you are. And what they're looking at is is they're looking at the percentage of people that have driver's license, all right, um, uh, divided over the percentage of new new registrations at the MTO. 
the motor vehicle, whatever. I don't know whatever the hell Ontario calls it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this thing, I guess, is that yeah. what it is? Or, yeah, for us, some yeah. motor transport, something <laughs> or other. I don't know. Um, so, so that's that's how they're looking at it. So they're saying in, in right. any given month, all right, on average, about 4% of all driver licensed, you know, Ontario people, all right, are registering, you know, a new car. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean a new car. That just means a new registration. So that also right. includes used cars and second cars and everything right. else that goes into it, right? Right, right. And yeah, no, and I see where you're coming from. Like, it just sounds daunting trying to say, oh my gosh, I'm just trying to reach this little itty bitty amount of people. All oh, it is. It's tough, right? I mean, but if I mean, you really kind of think about it, I mean, you know, how often does someone really buy a car? You know, well, it, it's not a gallon of milk. No, it's not. It's not. And I say that too. It's not. Yeah. My, my gallon of milk is great. I always say $15 jeans because everyone gets really excited <laughs> when they go on sale. Um, and for the reason why someone's coming to buy a car for me today, it could be any reason. It could be they felt like it. It could be um, my situation was I blew, I blew a cylinder, right? I had yep. to buy a new car, right? So I was uh, like, it's, there's different reasons as to why they come to you, but because you're not transactional and because you have a website and because you're open 365 days a year, 24 seven, you know, people can start their shopping journeys anytime they want. Yep. They don't need to wait till your doors open. They can go online anytime they want and engage with you. Right. And so what radio does is it gets people into a position of thinking about your brand. And I'm not talking about the, like the type of, you know, car that you sell. I'm talking about your dealership. If you can put yourself in a position where you are top of mind to them so that say, you know, 11 o'clock at nighttime, I blew blow a cylinder on my vehicle and now I have to start shopping for a new one. I know exactly who I'm going to Google because I've already been taught what kind of experience I can expect at your dealership because of your marketing. And that's why I think it's key. And, you know, and I, and I think that's where, and that's where both of us completely utterly agree. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, is that it's, Radio, I don't think is is done properly for probably I would say at least 70 percent of the you know dealerships I actually sit down with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, heck, it may even be more than that to be honest with you. And and to your point, kind of what you were saying earlier is because you're handcuffed, mm-hmm. you're handcuffed by that almighty Those co-op, co-op dollars, yeah, stupid, stupid co-op dollars. Um, you know, let them use co-op dollars for something else. Don't not necessarily for radio because you know we're both completely in alignment that it's a top line level awareness, you know, campaign, you know, and you get that opportunity to tell people their why to your point so that when they are broken down on the side of the road and their head gasket just blew or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and they got to start thinking, oh crap, I'm now going to have to get into market for a vehicle. Uh, you know, I remember, remember that dealership that's always talking about how happy their customers are and how committed they are to my local, you know, my local, uh, you know, uh, community and so on and so forth. But, you know, I should go check them out first, right? It kind of helps you to stay on top of mind. Um, this is, that's about the top, about our time actually for the for today. But any final thoughts that you'd like to share with people out there when it comes to radio? I want to make sure I give you your, your, your fair time. Yeah, no, I, I super appreciate that. And I think the biggest thing for uh, for people to remember is, is that radio really has to be about the listener, mm. right? Try to, try to continue to take your head out of where you're at and what's important to you and start thinking about what you think is important to your customer, right? If you can find a way to switch your gears, all the puns, and try to figure <laughs> out the way that you're going to talk to them so that they understand exactly how they are benefited by working with you, 
you will have much more success in your message than if you keep hammering in on those on those features all the time. So just try to gear your mind, try to think a little differently, um, put a plan together. Don't just be last minute minuting your uh, your campaigns and just get get out of the month to month. Like take more time to figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, there are reps out there who care just as much as our team does. I know like, especially Western Canada on, this is a Jim Pattison initiative. This is how we work. So um, like you can talk to somebody that way that will help you out. But um, like, you know, just get in, um, I get in bed, but like try to get in collaboration with somebody who actually. I think collaboration is the best, is the best way to say it, right? You do, mm-hmm. this really needs to be not necessarily something I'm buying, but uh, you need to be able to take the time to reach out and create a partnership with who that person's going to be so that they better understand, you know, your goals and objectives and also right. what your why is, right? And be prepared to be told, no, this is not a good direction to go in. Because uh, I know- would love to hear that more often from oh, most, I, I hate to say it, but most of the radio reps <laughs> I've ever worked with, I don't remember. Yes, yes, ma'am. yes ma'am yeah. was exactly yeah. the theme that I heard most of. Hey, Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today. For uh, the people out there that are listening or watching to this right now, and they'd love to connect with you and learn a little bit more about what, you, uh, what you're up to, what's the best mm-hmm. way to do so? Um, I think probably LinkedIn is probably the best way. Uh, you can definitely find me via LinkedIn. Um, I don't really know if there's any other way to connect with me at this point in time uh, other than uh, through email. But if you guys need to email me directly, it's jessica.rosenberg at jpbg.ca. And I'm so happy to help people with questions that they may have or just, you know, like you said, jamming at ideas. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. Thanks, Jessica. I really appreciate your time today. That was a lot of fun. And thank you for yours as well, Jason. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. We covered a bunch of great topics today. What stood out most to you? Be sure to let us know in the comment section below. And don't forget to like the post and share it to keep the conversation going. You can follow Jason on all social media platforms by following Strategy with Jason. You can find him pretty well everywhere you can share content. I hope we were able to get you thinking. And until the next time, this has been Nathan with Digital Dealership Solutions. Have a great day.